Welcome to Beyond the Show, the podcast series that takes the spirit of Cannabis Conference and delivers it in audio form. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of Cannabis Conference and Cannabis Business Times. Well, Cannabis Conference 2021 is in the books. If you were out in Las Vegas with us, we hope you had a fantastic time. I know I did, and I know our whole staff was just thrilled to be able to organize such a fantastic event in trying times like these. It felt good to get together to talk cannabis, to talk about the past and the present and the future of our business. If you weren't out there, we certainly missed you, and we also understand that these are complicated times we're living through. And travel and large crowds, you know, these are things that might not jibe with the rest of our professional and personal responsibilities. That's partly why we were excited to launch the podcast in the first place. We've got the magazines, the websites, the social platforms, and now here we're packaging conference-level content in new ways. It's been fun working on this podcast, and to those of you who took a moment to express your own gratitude for our podcast work, thank you times a thousand. It means a lot. This week, we're serving up a short interview we cut live at Cannabis Conference. I spoke with Jarrell Registry, Managing Director of the Curio Investment Fund at Curio Wellness. I caught up with him right before his panel discussion, Turning Talk into Action, How Cannabis Companies Are Developing Meaningful Social Equity Priorities. He was eager to drop some news on the official rebrand of Curio's retail business as Far and Daughter, and we got into what that means, and the launch of a franchise dispensary model, something that's been bandied about the industry lately, and something that offers a compelling path forward for operators interested in getting into the space. Let me just note here that we're still dialing in our live audio recording capabilities, so you'll catch some background chatter on this one. The conversations at Cannabis Conference were delightful. From the expo floor to the hallways to the session rooms, and I think we picked up a bit of that ambient noise, let's just say. But Jarrell and I had a great conversation about the deeper meaning of a franchise model like Far and Daughter, and we talked about how the Curio Investment Fund is matching that vision with some serious capital. It's a great time to be talking cannabis here in 2021, here at the Cannabis Conference, so let's keep the conversation going. Enjoy this one with Jarrell Registry. Could you sort of maybe define Far and Daughter and then get into what this rebrand means for you and the company? Oh, perfect. So Far and Daughter is our uh, franchising dispensary opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we launched here at the conference and I'm really excited to share with the world kind of what this opportunity represents because we think there's a lot of value to um, to individually owned dispensaries, but there's also a lot of uh, uh, power to operating under a broad brand with standard operating procedures, best in class practices, right? So being able to combine those two features, we think will be compelling going into the future for the dispensary market. So Far and Daughter is actually, uh, the name is a, a nod towards our co-founders, uh, Wendy and Michael Bronfine. So they're a father-daughter duo but they founded curio wellness back in 2014 curio wellness we think of it now as uh curio is the wholesaler so the cultivator and manufacturer and then foreign daughter is really our our end consumer expression right so being able to kind of communicate both that familial um and and more intimate relationship that we hope to have with with consumers Mm -hmm. but also um build out a distinct offering from creating quality products and really refocusing on the relationship with the, community, uh, with the consumer. 
we talk about branding on the product development side and uh, even on the cultivation side, but on the retail side, why is a, a consistent brand so important? Oh, absolutely. The important piece is being able to leverage a, uh, a broader reach, right? So if you're an individual dispensary owner, you're competing against chains uh, and you're also in a scenario where it's difficult to dedicate the resources to the various functional areas of your business because there's just not the scale there when you have a single site. So by having multiple sites that are working in kind of together, right? Like it's valuable to put together a standardized offering that can be leveraged across a whole network. So whether that's from a brand perspective in particular, consumer awareness or being able to define for somebody before they ever walk in the doors, the expectation of the quality of the relationship they're building with, with your company, right? So that's uh, of paramount importance, particularly in cannabis where so much of, uh, so much of the marketplace is, uh, is relationship-based both historically and now as there's a proliferation of brands, you want to make sure you understand what you're consuming, you want advice on how best to consume. So by building a, a brand that communicates uh, an understanding or an expectation of that expertise is really where we see a lot of value from the branding a dispensary itself. Yeah, I'd imagine just the small business development side of it too is super important. You have a lot of folks, even at the conference this week, who are considering getting into the space or they want to acquire a retail license down the line. And it's a, a steep learning curve and it's not easy to get into. Um, I know you mentioned SOPs earlier and things like that. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges to a new operator that a brand like Far and Daughter can help ease a little bit? Sure. I really think of it in two, two groups, right? So the first is just launch support. So everything from acquiring the license itself, so winning a license through one of the state application processes, through choosing the right location for your store. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. The person who's going to be a phenomenal uh, steward for their store is not necessarily a real estate development expert, right? So it makes a lot of sense for us to, to play a role there in providing support. But then, so that's kind of like the startup phase of support that we think of as being very valuable for uh, franchisees. But then there's this whole long-term relationship around the standard operating procedures that you, you mentioned, right? So think of regulatory compliance, right? So distinct from all other, not all other, but many other franchising opportunities, we have this whole facet of the business that requires us to color within very particular lines, right? So just helping franchisees understand that they have support in both understanding and maintaining awareness of how to uh, not run afoul of some of the trip lines there and really kind of integrate the, the the compliance piece into their business so that they're, they're not only compliant, but they're a shining example. They're regarded as a positive member of their community. And then, you know, beyond that, you have kind of the running of the store, right? And there's a lot of value to... Um, being someone who can just drive sales for your store. So what a franchise can deliver is uh, business practices that enable you to focus on the growth and just run the rest of the business. <laughs> so that we see that as being very valuable. And then the, the, the last component is uh, specific to cannabis, the, the product itself, right? There's so much changing in the industry right now. Like there's new research, there's new products. Um, a franchisor 
uh, a franchisee will be able to leverage the the centralized uh, education management that we'll we'll be providing because the franchisor wants to stay abreast of what's going on in the market, and a big part of that is being able to share that information with our franchisees. I know uh, just in a, in a little bit here, you'll be speaking uh, about social equity at the conference, and and that's been a thread that we've seen throughout a lot of the sessions over the last couple of days. Um, could you speak to the intersection of of social equity policies in the industry, as well as a franchise model like this, and you know where where this might be able to help um, not only diversify the industry but also just level the playing field a bit and, and lift up uh, you know otherwise uh, unheard voices in the industry. Sure, sure. So. The idea for franchising really started in our commitment to diversity. So back in 2018, uh, Michael Braunfein, our CEO, got together with some of our key investors uh, and had a conversation about the lack of diversity they were seeing among the licensees. Because at that point, you know, the industry is growing by leaps and bounds, but it was big enough at that point to see diversity was going to be a challenge, right? So uh, what they came up with was uh, creating a, a private equity fund intended to sponsor diverse entrepreneurs looking to get into the industry that if we kind of fast forward three years so that's why i joined curio specifically to, to create what we now call the curio investment fund right so it's a 30 million dollar fund to uh that is enough capital to sponsor 40 to 50 dispensaries is our expectation over the course of the next three to four years right so as we developed the concept for the fund, we realized access to capital is the primary issue, the first issue that shows up, but a secondary issue, regardless of the diversity of, of the, the single site owner operator of a dispensary, is if they're a dispensary owner, very frequently they're they're passionate about cannabis or they are interested in the financial opportunity or you know they like and they enjoy building a business and a brand but it's not very frequent that people have retail experience. So we wanted a way to offer operational support into the, the, the entrepreneurs that we're sponsoring. So franchising just makes it super clear what we intend to do, right? So making sure that people understand, people are familiar with franchising or have enough familiarity that as we add details, it fits into a framework that people understand and appreciate. So franchising made a lot of sense as we, put uh, what became Far and Daughter together, we, we actually got pretty excited. We said this would be a valuable offering to a lot of entrepreneurs. So what we've uh, kind of, I'll say pivoted, but really grown our idea to be that the franchising opportunity is widely available. And then for diverse entrepreneurs who want to franchise, we offer the fund, uh, the funding option through the Curio Investment Fund. Fantastic. It's an, it's an exciting time. And, and thanks for uh, chatting, Jarrell. Oh, thanks so much. It's been a great conference. And that's a wrap on another episode of Beyond the Show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jarrell Registry. I know I did, and I know we all loved being out at Cannabis Conference. Like I said at the top of the show, it really was a thrill, and we're excited to sort of keep the tone of that show going on this podcast. We will be back at the Paris Las Vegas, same time, same place, next year in August 2022. And we'll be sure to put out a lot of information on that planning process in the very near future. So definitely stay tuned to CannabisConference.com. In the meantime, though, you'll find us right here on this podcast talking with all the great speakers who appeared at Cannabis Conference 2021 and at past conferences and inevitably at future conferences. So stay tuned and let's go beyond the show.